Welcome to Behind the Post, a podcast discussing all things B2B social media, presented by Octopost. In each episode, you'll hear from creative social media managers who will discuss what really takes place behind social media and how they fuel their own creative process. Listen on for inspiration, tips, and secrets you need to craft your next masterpiece social campaign and engage your audience. Introducing your host, Olivia Messina. Hello, and welcome back to Behind the Post. My next guest has a 30-year sales career spanning three continents and 23 years specifically in business-to-business sales and marketing. One thing has remained constant in his career, and that is the ownership of pipeline development, the lifeblood of every business. Since leaving the corporate world almost four years ago, he has been testing outbound prospecting strategies and has found what works and what doesn't. More importantly, he has the data to back it up with almost a year of benchmark data tracked from a range of clients and associates with different levels of sales experience from a junior SDR to senior leader. He now has what's been missing, which is social selling performance benchmark data. Without further ado, please welcome to the show, Alex Abbott. Alex, are you ready to go behind the post with me? I certainly am. Wow, what an introduction. Thank you. (laughs) Of course. Look, I'm so excited to have you here today, and I think this is perfect timing because I was just speaking with a customer yesterday around the real challenges they face around getting their salespeople to engage in social selling when leadership is saying things like, Social is nice, but let's just focus on the numbers. Let's keep picking up the phone. So I think this conversation is really going to bring some clarity to social selling and how truly vital it is today. And I'm eager to jump in. But before we get there, I'd love if you could just give our audience a brief look at your professional journey and where you are today. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think you kind of said it all, but I'd say the the biggest thing for me to share with, with everyone is the fact that Having spent 30 years in sales, 23 years in B2B sales, and and for a four-year period of that running sales and marketing, I feel like I've got a really good idea on what's required in order to be successful consistently over a number of years. The one thing that stands out for me is ensuring prospecting and pipeline development remains a high priority throughout that time. And so since leaving the corporate world four years ago, I've been testing a number of different outbound sales prospecting strategies, Mm -hmm. cold calling, cold emailing, webinars, events, uh, sophisticated, you know, cross-channel nurture programs. And, you know, we've kind of concluded that the traditional prospecting approach doesn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look at conversion rates from MQL, marketing qualified lead, they've dropped to as low as 0.1%. Cold calling and cold emailing is kind of, it's predicated on waste. You know, you have to send thousands of, of, of emails, make hundreds of calls before you can book one call. And we found over the last two years through social selling, which is, it's kind of funny. It's not actually selling. It's it's developing your personal brand activating Mm -hmm. your network, creating content that makes you stand out and look different. Mm -hmm. By doing that, you amplify yourself into 100% of your territory, not just 5% that you're searching to qualify. Mm -hmm. Um, And and over time, you find that it encourages your target audience to to walk towards you because you look like a trusted advisor uh, Mm -hmm. and you look like a genuine, authentic person worth having a chat with. Yeah. Absolutely. 
And I think the issue is that a lot of sales and marketing professionals have a very different view of what social selling actually is. Some may say that social selling is just modern day selling, where I've also heard people say, oh, it's just posting on social or it's just engaging in employee advocacy. So I'd love to know how you, I know you touched on it a little bit, but how do you actually define social selling today? Yeah, so I, so so just to cover a couple of the things you'd said there, I think the dichotomy sales leaders have when, you know, when they're saying, well, social selling doesn't work, you know, we've mm-hmm. tried it and it doesn't work. Usually what they've done is they've taken their existing sales strategy and dropped it on social as a channel. Mm-hmm haven't changed their entire way of doing things or marketing is leading an employee advocacy program and they're encouraging salespeople, account managers to share the content and there's no there's no human element to it very little personal touch to it so mm-hmm. the target audience is just seeing it as another brochure another yeah. piece of insight that's been thrown out there so the way I think about social selling is from the individual's perspective you know people buy from people they have done for years in business to business Mm -hmm. sales and marketing and so it's about empowering the individual to help them understand what they want to be famous for what what are their shared values and beliefs and how do they align to the organization teach them how to activate their network and grow it with purpose uh, Mm -hmm. with people they want to do business with and teach them how to create content that makes them stand out and look different. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's half the battle is, is standing out and looking different and therefore being remembered. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's starting with, not everybody's as good at creating content at the beginning. So it's starting with, well, let's write a blog. Let's, let's then write an article. Let's perhaps, mm-hmm. once your confidence has grown, look at video creation once they're reached an advanced stage let's do podcasts you know this Mm -hmm. is what we're doing today it's about the individual being more comfortable in amplifying their own personal brand and then encouraging as I say encouraging that target audience to walk towards them as as the human being they are yeah I think what you called out is really important because I think with employee advocacy specifically when salespeople are engaging in a program and they're just posting content ad as is, it starts to look very inauthentic because 30 other people at their organization are sharing that exact same message. And people can tell, you know, we're not fooling anyone now. It's almost 2024. People can tell when it's just regurgitated content and mm-hmm. you know, social media, everyone has their own personal brand. So it's very, it's really telling when someone is just posting content as is without making it themselves. And yeah. I want to ask you specifically around what are some of the red flags you see social sellers getting wrong today? When you're scrolling LinkedIn, like, are there any things that you're immediately like, that is a no, like stop doing that right now? Yeah. I mean, there's loads of things. One is, I mean, DMs in mails. I mean, you know, uh, the pitch slap. So, hey, I want to connect. You look amazing. We also share common interests and then pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was speaking to a friend of mine who thinks that he does social selling, but he talks about social selling as a channel in a cadence of mm-hmm. 20 plus touches that they 
dry with you know with their target audience and those messages are full of insight and you know if we if we think about you know buyers and the fact that depending on which research you read buyers no longer trust sellers and yeah. if you look or smell like a salesperson mm-hmm. the chances are the buyer isn't going to talk to you you mm-hmm. don't like it i don't like it you, we all receive these messages yeah. so why still do it and mm-hmm. so um that i think the challenge for salespeople doing these things is the pressure they're under from their leadership team to keep yeah. churning out the activities because they think the activities and the volume of activities is going to help them succeed and and i think we're very close to reaching a point where it it, it will no longer work at all <laughs> yeah I completely agree. And it reminds me of something that Neil Murphy from Octopus here, he's big on social selling. And he always talks about social selling isn't technically selling. It's all about providing value, knowing down the line, they'll eventually become a part of your marketing ecosystem, but you shouldn't be hard pitching. You should just focus on develop relationships and providing that value. So you are seen as that trusted source so that you don't have to go heavy in the DMs with the sales pitch. So I completely agree. And you mentioned sales leaders and I want to stay here for a second because I know what we know here at Octopus, we've seen it. I know LinkedIn has reported this as well, that sellers who engage in social selling are outperforming their peers. But we also know that this tactic could also help overcome some of the challenges that sales leaders are facing. So I'd love if you could speak about the buyer seller misalignment and how sales leaders can really use social selling to overcome some of these challenges. Yeah, the biggest thing I struggle with the most is every company that I talk to talks about the importance of being buyer centric. Mm-hmm. We're buyer centric. We're driving a competitive advantage by by putting the buyer first and and ensuring that they have this amazing experience with our brand. Yet they force their salespeople to make cold calls and send incessant emails, which does nothing but upset the buyer. Yeah. So there's a complete misalignment between the buyer motion and, and the seller motion. Now, when what I found in, in the research that I've been doing and the testing that I've been doing over the last three years is when you step away from thinking that every person is a potential customer, and think about every person as a human being, you Mm. can start being more curious and and get to know them and think about 100% of the territory, not just the 5% that might be in market for your solution. Mm -hmm. And that's when you start to build rapport at scale. You start to create an environment where when you end up having a conversation with somebody, they feel like they already know you because they've seen you popping up in their timeline, not throwing brochures in their face, Mm-hmm. but talking about your dog you know I've got six miniature dachshunds mm-hmm. and you know I find that I get on really well with dachshund owners mm-hmm. um, I was talking to someone earlier today and we were looking at some of my recent posts that were more human I was in a client office didn't know what I was going to post that day so I took a picture of myself in their meeting room when did I la- the question was when did I last have a haircut you know, I, I kind of let my beard run a bit wild and my hair get a bit long. 47 likes and 20 odd comments. Every mm-hmm. 
one of those 47 likes is an opportunity for me to get into a conversation with someone. Yeah. It's a human post where I'm kind of taking the taking a bit of fun out of myself. It's likely that there are second and third degree connections that are engaging with that content. Mm-hmm. Now, if I've been consistently connecting into the businesses that I want to do business with, they're my potential customers. Hey, thanks for dropping a like on my post about my hair. Mm-hmm. Notice that you also are interested in X. Yeah. I like to try and speak to everyone within my network at least once. After all, that's what networking is all about. Mm-hmm. Not everybody agrees to having a call, but we're seeing 10.4% of everybody that we ask will, will complete a call with us. And wow. almost 34% of those calls that we have progress with a meaningful next step agreed. Not because we're amazing salespeople, but because we're genuine, authentic people. And it's obvious who we are and what we do through the content we put out. So it's not a surprise when we we end up having that call. Yeah, that content is just so key because it just focuses on the human element. And we always like to say here at Octopus that, yes, people buy from people, but people buy from people they like. And it's that content that you feel close to someone and you you feel like you know them and just like you were mentioning earlier is your personal brand should make you feel like the other person on the other side of the screen knows you so I think that content is crucial so I really like that you highlighted that and I'm very curious around with the organizations you work with who is really leading this charge because I know it can I know some salespeople who take it on themselves. And I also yesterday was just talking to a social media manager who manages a social selling program. So who do you really saw, see leading the charge on these initiatives and where should social selling really sit? Yeah. And when you say really sit, you mean which department? Yeah. Like should sales own social selling or should it be under marketing or should it be specifically the the social media team? Yeah. So the ones that are most successful with this that I see tend to be the ones that are bravest. They're not afraid to put themselves out there. That's not to say you can't be successful doing this. Anyone can do this. I mean, anyone. You know, my wife is doing this. She's running a community called She Loves Social uh, that is empowering women to come back into the workplace and upskill into social selling so they can Mm. take more control uh, over there or have more financial freedom and more flexibility yeah. with remote remote working and I I tell you someone that suffers with imposter syndrome and you know was was never going to get in front of a camera she did her first video last week so okay. I think anyone can do this but it's typically mm-hmm. those that are a bit braver tend yeah. to do well at the outset where it should sit you know I believe that every organization should create a prospecting culture within their organization. The traditional sales funnel, I think, is broken. Mm-hmm. Some people think I'm mad when I say that. But <laughs> it's certainly becoming obsolete. We, ca- we can't expect, businesses haven't got the money to invest in programs and initiatives and paid media to drive enough into the top of the funnel yeah. To, you know, with an MQL conversion rate of 0.1% now, mm-hmm. according to Chris Walker and his research, yeah. to get to get what they need out of the bottom. So something has to change before, you know, this tra- train comes to a halt. Yeah. And so 
I believe that uh, every team across the operating model, certainly for recurring revenue businesses, which is typically my, my target audience, they need to think about uh, empowering every team along that operating model with the skills they need to develop their personal brands, yeah. activate their networks, and create content that makes them stand out and look different. So they're attracting not just pr prospective customers to their business, they're attracting partners. They're attracting the best talent in the world. Mm -hmm. Their executive team are leveraging this methodology to, you know, attract perhaps, you know, funds or investment to, to the business. So, yeah. Yeah, it really impacts every corner of the organization. So, yeah, I think that's really good advice. And I know content is something that when salespeople want to start engaging with this, or even people outside of sales, they want to start building their personal brands. A lot of the times they are eager to start, but they don't know what content to share. They don't know what to post. So I think we could probably just focus on salespeople right now. What content should these salespeople be creating? So it doesn't come off as salesy, but it comes off more as just trying to form a genuine relationship and provide value. Yeah, my my advice, my my first bit of advice is be clear about what you want to be famous. You know, pick a few things, three three to five topics that you want to be famous for, that align to your shared values and beliefs as an individual and the mm -hmm. business. Yeah, and you know, make sure one or two of them are more aligned to the business. So, you know, for example. You know, I feel very strongly about eliminating poor mental health from sales. Mm -hmm. So there is a there is a mental health endemic in sales right now with 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 four out of five salespeople highly stressed, three yeah. in five salespeople suffering with poor mental health, according to the Sales Health Alliance. So I talk about mental health and I use the hashtag mental health matters. Mm -hmm. But I also use the hashtag digital selling and social selling. Because mm -hmm. I think some people can relate to that. And that's the training that I provide uh, to companies yeah. to people uh, and scaling social selling across their organization. You know, my, my wife will, will use women empowerment because, you know, her community is about attracting uh, women re-entering the workplace. And so she talks, she gets quite passionate about writing articles and blog posts in relation to women empowerment. So you know, I think with the way and the value organizations put on inclusion and diversity and and our environment, there's so many things that, that people could talk about that align to, to the business and the business values. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you. I think that's really helpful because a lot of the times people don't know how personal they should get or how much they should lean on the company's blog and things like that, for example. So I think that's really helpful. And we are nearing the end of the show here, but I have two more questions for you. So first, I would love to know for organizations that are looking to make social selling operational and really scale the flow of conversations that salespeople are having with their target audience, what are the main things that they really need to consider? Four things. So what I found over three years of testing and building almost a year's worth of benchmark data is there are four things that are critical to mm -hmm. scaling social selling, or in other words, operationalizing 
conversation creation within mm-hmm. the business because that turns into commercial conversations and pipeline. And so those four things are having a strategy to clearly define what social means to the organization. What are the commercial objectives and the timelines in which you're looking to achieve those? Okay. The second is the skills. What are the skills that are needed and, and what's the skills gap that needs filling in order for the organization to do social selling effectively? Mm-hmm. The third is measurement. So businesses measuring calls and emails to generate conversations is the wrong thing to measure. They need to be measuring network growth, the mm-hmm. number of posts, how human the posts are. So what percentage of those posts are human? Mm-hmm. How many social networking conversations is each person inserting themselves into every single week? Those things have a, a big influence on the on the call rate. And then the fourth thing is personal change. So as I said, as we were talking about earlier, um, not everyone is brave enough to do this. Yeah. Uh, well, they can quite easily talk themselves out of doing a post uh, or, mm-hmm. or following the activities. And so we partnered with uh, a guy called Doc, Dr. Grant Van Ulbrich, who's the first, the world's first sales transformation doctor, believe mm-hmm. it or not. And he's developed the world's first personal change model. So it looks at change from the individual's perspective, which none of the other models do mm-hmm. that are out there. And so with the app, each individual can understand the emotions and the feelings that they have in relation to the change or the activity they're being asked to do. And they're empowered to create their own own plan. So they feel mm. accountable of moving forward with it. Wow. That's fascinating. <laughs> that is, that's really incredible. Amazing. Well, I have one final question for you, and I always like for anyone listening in to be able to learn something new and immediately take it away and start implementing it. So I think social selling is the perfect topic for this. So what are three social selling tips, and it can be anything across the board, that could help a salesperson engage in social selling? Okay. The tips that will have the biggest impact, I think. Make sure you've got an inviting photo. And your tagline is as quirky as you can make it. <laughs> I right, love yours, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, life, life is full of experiences. Have stories to tell, not stuff to show. I mean, mm. you know, the amount of people that have commented on my tagline, it's the first thing people see that pops up in their in their timeline. Yeah. So, you know, have an inviting picture, not a corporate, you know, you know, smile in it. Do something a bit different. You know, maybe look up at the sky. I, you know, I don't know. The second is, I think, start to insert yourself into social networking conversations. So the the number one or, or the most impactful form of networking is in person. And the closest we can get to replicating in-person networking is social networking. So just like in a real life networking environment, You'd enter the room, you'd perhaps identify a few people you want to talk to. You you walk a bit closer, you listen to the conversation and you wait for your opportune moment to drop drop a question in or mm-hmm. something intelligent to, to look good. It's exactly the same with social media. Know the things you want to be famous for. Go search for those topics and start having conversations. You'll, you'll, you'll be amazed at how quickly you build influence within your 
target audience. And and the third thing is consistency. If 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 all if all you did was make sure you were connecting with the right people, inserting yourself into as many conversations as you could each week and doing five posts a week. I know that's easier said than done. And being consistent with that, you're well on your way to achieving that 10% call rate that we are. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah, I think consistency is key. And I think that is where some of these programs or sellers kind of fall short is it's great if you're doing it for a month or a quarter, but the real results come from doing it over a year and really creating that community. So I agree. Yeah. I know we're close to time, but we do see clients achieve success early. Mm. So, you know, within the first four weeks, it, it's, you know, we're not surprised to see clients sort of doubling their performance in terms of the number of calls that they're getting. Wow. Um, but but in but in terms of that that consistency over time, it's it's that you know do, doing it for a long enough period of time, maybe maybe just twelve weeks. So it's not a massive mm -hmm. amount of time. You actually yeah. start to generate your own inbound as well as outbound, and that's yeah. you know that that's when when people start contacting you to say, I really like the video you did. I really like that article you wrote. That's when you know you're doing something right. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Well, thank you, Alex, so much for joining us here today on Behind the Post. I can't wait to share this episode with the world. I think you shared so many incredible tips, and this is really going to be helpful for a lot of social media managers, even trying to help reframe how their organization views social. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Have a great, uh, great rest of the week. Thanks for going behind the post. If you love today's show, let's get social and continue the conversation. Reach out on Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn and tag at Octopost. If you don't want to miss a single episode, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more free social media tips and resources, check us out at octopost.com. See you next time.